Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation is proud to present Philanthropy and Friends, the podcast that explores the positive impact of philanthropy and nonprofits in our communities. With your host, Jane Powell. And now Michelle Foster, our CEO, Michelle Foster, will take us to our next presentation. Thank you, Charlie. It is great to see so many smiling faces out there. Hi, everyone. This is my third annual event, and we, it uh, takes a lot of prep, and it's, it's very exciting, and we get all worked up, and we're so glad it's here, and it's, we're so glad that you made time in your busy schedule to join us. I think I'm finally getting, three years, I think I'm finally getting the hang of this. So I'll let you guys decide. I, I, I feel blessed and honored to be at the helm of this illustrious organization that is certainly a pillar in our community, a foundation that is in the top 100 of, uh, of community foundations nationwide and the largest community foundation in Appalachia and in the state. I also feel blessed to have the opportunity to lead a vibrant team of individuals who are so committed to the cause that it, they make coming to work every day enjoyable. I would like to present the team of the Greater Canal Valley Foundation. Would you please come forward as, they, I want everyone to see them because a lot of times they're all over and no one knows who they are. So they're dreading it. but. Kristen Mount, CFO. Christine Spaulding, controller. Jane Powell, communications director. Stephanie Heyer, education program officer. Megan Simpson, health program officer. Todd Dorcas, community economic development program officer. Susan Hoover, scholarship program officer. Angela Dobson, financial assistant. Sarah Furrow, admin assistant. Our, new, our newest member of the team, he actually started full time yesterday. But he's been hanging around us for a couple of years. He actually got a scholarship. He's he just graduated from University of Charleston, Dr. Welch. Um, Josh McClown, where's Josh? He, he is our newest staff member and accountant. And um, he was, he came on, worked for free as an intern. We couldn't get rid of him. No, <laughs> we liked him so much, we brought him on part-time, and now he's a full-time team member of the foundation. Could you give them all a hand, please? We're, we're missing uh, Sherry today. Sherry's on extended leave. Sherry, our senior program officer, we miss you, Sherry. And Candice Krell, our grants manager, she had some travel issues, couldn't get here. Um, is Connie Phillips here? We have a Boone County affiliate. And Connie Phillips, there's Connie. Come on, Connie. From, from the Boone County Community Foundation. Thank you, team, for all you do to keep the foundation operating efficiently and effectively. 
I commend you for your unwavering dedication as we serve our donors and, our, and the nonprofit partners in our area. It is truly a joy to work with you. Thank you so much. There's another team of professionals who provide support to the foundation, kind of behind the scenes. You would never know they're there. Uh, they include our legal counsel, Melody Simpson and Emily Lambright from Bowles Rice, our investment advisor, Greg DeSisto from Prime Buckholtz, our impact measurement and evaluation team, Midwest Evaluation Research, graphic design and branding, the great John Augie from Augie, Gray, and Drake, who's responsible for all this stuff. Um, our web guys, Cucumber and Company, IT, Amelie Business Systems, Will Price Photography, and cinem Cinematography from Film and Addicts. We appreciate all of you. Please give them a hand. I am inspired by the generosity and the compassion that the citizens of our state demonstrate. The foundation's financial assets have grown because of their generosity, people who give of their, who have given of their treasures for these 55 plus years. Many of them have now gone on to glory, but their gifts keep on giving. Thank you to all of our donors who are here with us today and who have given in the past. Thank you all. There are also hundreds of people who give liberally of their, their, their time and their talents, assisting us in the efficient functioning of the foundation. First and foremost, I have my 12 bosses, our distinguished board of trustees, led by Charlie Loeb and Todd Mount, vice chair. Trustees, please stand and be recognized. Thank you for your commitment to the foundation. Please know that I appreciate your thoughtful insights as we work together to make a difference in our community. I know there are past, bo past board of trustees members here. Also, we, we, we wanna make sure that we thank you for your efforts over the years. In addition to our trustees, we have numerous volunteers on scholarship and distributions and program, finance, advisory, all these other committees. Uh, as well as our health, education, and community economic development task groups. Would all of our, our volunteers please stand? Volunteers who are here, thank you for all of your efforts. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have examined the fundamentals of our community foundation, including our assets under management, our donor base, our community investments, our processes and systems, and all of our relationships. And it is my pleasure to report that the state of the foundation is solid. A 2017 financial snapshot is in your program. Please know that these numbers are on audit, even though our audit just got completed. And our auditors are here <laughs> from, from uh, um, so we are, we, are, we are here today to, to report on what we've done over the over last year. Um, the foundation received over $2.8 million in contributions and distributed close to $11 million in grants and scholarships. Included in these uh, distributions 
were a uh, million dollars from anonymous donors who did not want to endow their funds, but wanted all of it to be dispersed within a 12-month period to worthwhile dental and emergency aid projects. That was such a blessing last year, and, they, and we were honored enough and thankful enough that they did it again for 2018. At the end of 2017, the foundation had over $243 million in assets under management. To those of you who have made contributions during the year, thank you for caring enough to invest in your community via your community foundation. To those of you who received the 2017 grant, it is our pleasure to partner with you to create positive community impact. Donor-advised and donor-designated funds make up over half of our assets. And we processed, uh, mainly Christine, <laughs> processed over 600 of those grants in those two uh, fund categories. Through our discretionary grant program, we awarded nine arts and culture grants that serve 39,000 individuals, 14 basic needs grants that served over 21,000, three special initiative grants for the west side of Charleston that served 2,400 persons. Furthermore, we awarded 30 proactive collaborative grants that served 24,000. Please refer to your program for additional details on the forms of wealth that these grants help to develop. I'm also delighted to report that in 2017, we invested directly into the lives of 373 West Virginians through our scholarship program. Our foundation is on a journey of becoming more, a journey that is being propelled by our love for humankind, which is the true meaning of the word philanthropy. We are becoming more than just a source of funds for nonprofits. The foundation is also a capacity building resource, helping nonprofits strengthen operations, build infrastructure, and develop leadership. This is evidenced by the resoundingly positive feedback from our first ever conference that we held last year, our Building Bridges for Good Measures conference, which was held in November at Adventures on the Gorge in Fayetteville. The conference included 25 workshops on leadership, financial management, evaluation, program delivery, fund development. There, were, there was also a funders panel where we brought in a federal, state, larger, uh, multi-state foundations, and other topics uh, of pertinent interest that, that were pertinent to the nonprofit sector. We, we just wanted to reach about 150 folks, and we had to, people kept registering and registering, and we had to cut it off at 180 just because we couldn't fit anymore in the space. The foundation is becoming more by serving as an active, visionary, community agenda setter, as demonstrated by our creative placemaking efforts. A little over a year ago, we convened a diverse group of stakeholders, including visual and performing artists, local government officials, business leaders, arts organizations, tourism uh, officials, and our gatherings, we met periodically, and our gatherings have yielded a number of positive outcomes, including 
a new from the hip campaign that's being led by our Charleston Visitors uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau. So you'll see signs around town on, on, on art from West Virginians that say that would have art from the hip. You'll see music from the hip, food from the hip. So stay tuned. That actually came out of our gatherings, our creative placemaking gatherings. We become more as a community when we are careful to, rem to remember the plight of the marginalized, the left out, and the left behind. We become more as a community when we feed those who are hungry and be kind, when we're kind to strangers in our midst. We become more when we clothe those who are naked and we take care of those who are sick, physically sick and mentally sick. This includes making strategic investments now in sometimes controversial initiatives in order to yield much greater returns downstream. My speech last year included a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. about the urgency of our efforts. As I look to the future, I feel the need to repeat this call to action. As Dr. King wrote, we are now faced with the fact that tomorrow is today we are confronted with the fierce urgency of now. In this unfolding conundrum of life and history, there is such a thing as being too late. This is no time for apathy or complacency. This is a time for vigorous and positive action. As the foundation works on becoming more, we will maintain a sense of urgency working collaboratively to address the urgent needs of our region, like the opioid epidemic. We will keep pushing as we strive to make a difference through our nonprofit partners. In doing so, we will forever be grateful for the support of all of our donors. As the foundation works to become more, we will continue to strengthen our nonprofit partners who are on the front lines every day they are our heroes and our sheroes. We will find ways to help them to do their work better. We will show them our respect and our admiration as they are helping us to achieve our mission. Finally, as the Greater Canal Valley Foundation works to become more, we will share the stories of our nonprofit partners and the impact that our donors, community investments have made on our, our fellow citizens. Therefore, it is with great joy that I now share with you West Side Stories of Becoming More, a film featuring a few of our nonprofit partners who are passionately transforming lives on Charleston's West Side, one citizen at a time. Please turn your attention to the screen. our West Side Story. We are becoming more because 
of you. I just ended up working in the childcare field while I was in college and just found it to be something that I was really interested in and I like the impact that you can make with children and their families. isn't the safest and it also is not convenient for staff to take their children across the street every time they want to go play. We worked with a landscape designer to um, design a space appropriate for children and, and then from there we planned different build days and helped gather the community. The Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation is not just a funder. They have challenged us to grow our partnership. They've empowered us um, to try innovative programs and innovative solutions. Um, but ultimately, um, the grant allows us to secure AmeriCorps members and, and their cost share um, through the Educational Alliance that we would not be able to afford otherwise. Our goal is to bring business and community support to public education, which is really more of a community program that brings mentoring to at-risk students in West Virginia. I think having the consistency of an AmeriCorps mentor with them through all stages of that um, young person's life is crucial for the development but we want to go beyond and as outreaching as we can with the AmeriCorps and the Frontline Program to be able to service every student in Charleston. We believe that all children and teens deserve the right to experience the arts, to find their passion and discover their, their artistic ability and their artistic passion, regardless of their race, religion, or their economic status. If you were to spend one afternoon here with these kids or in our drum class or at the music classes, you would see what these kids are experiencing, joy, encouragement, achievement and those things will work on to their adulthood. session program is important for a number of reasons. One of those is it provides a safe place for kids to go during the three-week breaks between their semesters. A lot of times parents have a hard time finding care for their children during those times and during the after-school program we do tutoring and math and reading and we also do instruction during our summer and intercession breaks. Have a mobile unit. It's just a, an RV that we've outfitted for dental care. It's um, helping women move through recovery and into uh, their private lives, get jobs, um, you know, 
feel better about themselves. And so I think that um, this, this small project that looks like just dental care is actually a much bigger project in helping women in their path to recovery. Family care provides health care that focuses on the individual and benefits the entire community. started with helping children and adults with reading and spelling difficulties and then we went more into community outreach where we do uh, the gardening programs and uh, basic needs program. I think that is great when a parent can be like hey my child came home from one of your programs and now we want asparagus. <laughs> so that's, that's great. The Greater Canal Valley has made this greenhouse possible. Uh, they help us with the funding and linking us with partners to help us do little things that we needed to get it complete. It takes all of us working to make a better West Virginia. It takes all of us working to, for us to become more. We are excited for the, for the legacy of those who have gone on before us, those who have made the foundation what it is today. The people who were so generous with their investments are now helping to grow the arts. They're, they're helping to grow education programs for young people. They're helping to grow health initiatives that include health, getting healthier foods to our community. They're helping through our community economic development efforts. And you know, for those people who are down on their luck, we're, th those investments are helping us to um, transform people who are maybe um, in a homeless shelter. We help to provide for their basic needs while they work on making life better for their families. So we're, we're you know, forever grateful for the partnerships, for, the, for everyone who, who contributes to their community through the foundation. And we look to becoming even more as we work together to make a better region and a better state. For more info on the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation, visit us online at tgkvf.org.